Our next guest is good enough to join us from across the pond. He's a professor of crowd science at the University of Suffolk in the UK. Welcome to the show, Keith Still. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show, Kelly. How are you? I'm fantastic. I really appreciate your flexibility on this because it's an interesting topic. And I think a lot of people know that their kids are walking around with TikTok and with concerts. We were just talking to a musicologist before the break about um, how much we have a pent up demand to go to concerts, how many people are heading to concerts and how we actually need to school a whole group of concert goers that may not be familiar with etiquette on how to behave. And so we called you on the show to talk about this phenomena that's going on in the UK primarily, but if it's happening there, it's probably happening here. It's, uh, social media, the, the platform called TikTok is actually influencing people. They're becoming obsessed with lining up early. You would call it queuing up. We would call it lining up. Sometimes they're waiting for like 12 hours before a concert starts. Why? Because they want the best picture. So they don't care about the safety issues. They're running in. They don't really know how to behave. The The question is, who has a duty of care here? Like, these are concert goers, but is it the artist's problem that the concert goers are getting into trouble because they're having to stop their shows? Or is it a problem with the venue not having enough security? Well, it's, it's a couple of uh, issues here at stake. First, of course, uh, once people are coming back to events, we're seeing an emergence of three different types of behavior. The COVID cautious, the people are just avoiding crowds. Um, the exuberant, the, uh, you know, we're great. We're going to have the mother of all parties. Let's all get back and enjoy ourselves. So they become a little bit more enthusiastic. And then, of course, there's the contentious crowds, those people that you might have seen in Toronto that are still objecting to the various uh, provisions that are put on society. Now, with uh, concert queuing, with the festival seating or general admission, uh, the people that queue the longest get the best vantage point. So there's an incentive there because of the way in which a venue is selling the tickets. If it's an all-seater concert, for instance, or if they've got gold zones where they've got restricted areas at the front, you're paying a premium for that, it's far more controllable. So the first uh, point we need to draw into account is the change in behaviour and the forgotten behaviour of crowds. Mm -hmm. They've just forgotten how to behave appropriately. The second point that we need to bring into account is that the uh, duty of care, the responsibility, it depends on who's the landowner. So if the venue owns the land around it, then they have, a, certainly in the UK, and I believe under Canadian law, a duty of care to anybody that's standing or uh, queuing within their premises, within their area. But if it's on public uh, ground, then it might fall into the city's responsibility to provide uh, safe passage. Now, it's not new. I mean, we, we saw uh, an incident in Amsterdam for a Justin Bieber concert where uh, young girls were being dropped off in the centre of Amsterdam two days before the concert wow. was due simply to get the best vantage point. Now, that in itself, uh, when they realised that there was an issue, they could then provide security. So uh, keeping them safe on the way in wasn't so much of a problem because they reacted to it. However, uh, all these mothers turned up to pick up their kids at the same time and brought the centre of Amsterdam to an absolute grinding halt because they all tried to get pick them up where they dropped them off. They'd been dropping them off over a day and they're trying to pick them up within an hour. So uh, traffic was uh, being stopped. And of course, mothers are now panicking. Oh, my young child has been left on the streets of Amsterdam. Yeah, she's been there for two days, but I need to pick them up now. So cars were being abandoned while people were rushing in to try and repatriate. And it became an utter chaotic mess. And it's one of the things that we teach in our, our courses is to be aware that 
you can monitor and react to a situation over a long period of time with the queuing to get in and respond to it. But on the way out, you might now have a significant issue with repatriation of uh, young adults, children uh, trying to get back to, to the parents or parents trying to repatriate themselves with the kids. So it's a problem that we've known about for a while. What's making it worse is uh, the, the COVID response to the exuberant crowds and, and TikTok, you know, the advertising. I think the clip that uh, you sent me was, uh, you know, I queued for 14 hours, but look at the view I've got. So you're right. now rewarding that behavior, turning up even earlier. Uh, and of course, that then becomes an issue. Uh, maybe not so much in the UK at the moment. We've got a heat wave, but uh, Canada's slightly colder than we are. So, uh, you know, the, there are other considerations for health and safety and, and welfare. Right. We're hearing people passing out uh, and having medical emergencies while they're lining up. They're just they don't bring the appropriate amount of food. They're uh, drinking excessively or they're not drinking enough water. There is a whole host of things that are leading to some medical issues. But then when they get inside and you don't even I haven't even added in the factor of heat. But when you get inside, then there are a lot of artists that are, are you know, after what happened uh, and, and what has happened uh, fatally at, at some concerts recently, um, Astro World springs to mind. There are people now that are, you know, artists taking this very seriously and responsibility, and they're stopping the show numerous times to make sure that the people are taken care of. Well, in some cases, these people get pulled from the crowd, and their um, poor etiquette or poor planning leads to a new problem. Basically, these fans are being given like free merch after passing out uh, at shows or being able to meet the artists that they didn't get to watch the show for. It opens up a whole new can of worms. It's actually incentivizing poor behavior. Oh, yeah. And that, that, that in itself is a frightening aspect of uh, these behavioral changes. Uh, you know, people that are uh, um, deliberately uh, creating a, a medical or a false medical emergency just to get a free pass for the back. If your security staff are trained appropriately, then, you know, uh, being able to identify that somebody that might be faking it, it's all down to, to, to training at the front end. But since Astroworld, um, seeing a, a large number of performers now very conscious about safety, um, certainly events that I've worked at when the performers have been aware of what they need to do in a show-stop process procedure, then, uh, you know, it can uh, it can assist a, a crowd collapse, for instance. Uh, I know a number of events where um, the band have actually stopped the performance so the crowd can pick themselves up again. But if you couple that with long queuing, um, this is just a new evolution in crowd behavior that uh, we need to be aware of and we need to train accordingly. We need processes and procedures in place for it. Okay, so who teaches new crowd members how to behave? Where does the responsibility uh, lie? Crowd members or, or yeah. teaches security staff? No, uh, like the I, I mean, security staff should probably be under the venue and whoever the promoter is. But how do we teach new uh, concert goers, crowd members, how the proper concert etiquette? Because we, Keith, you and I sound like we could be a similar age. We went to general admission shows. We lined up early, but we didn't have that same, like, we didn't have the same level of urgency, even though, you know, some people would rush the stage. Other people would just mill in and go, oh, okay, I don't mind if I'm like 10 rows back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I think I might have my uh, age uh, question there, though. I'm 63 at the moment. Okay, you sound we're, not, we're not the same. <laughs> I shouldn't have thought so. Uh, I'm incredibly mature for a 30-year-old. <laughs> well, teaching the crowd is one thing, and, and the, the problem is we don't have control over the TikTok culture. 
uh, putting out safety messages on that needs to be coupled with a, a marketing strategy. And who's got the responsibility of the budget for that? The unfortunate thing is we, we've seen this with social media evolving with various YouTube clips, TikTok, etc., where uh, inappropriate behavior becomes amplified through the medium of uh, the social media element. Uh, but, uh, you know, when people are in queues, you've got the ability for the security staff to communicate with them, to tell them what the safety processes are. Uh, you've got signage, you've got information about venues, you've got ticketing. There's a whole range of ways in which you can uh, inform the crowd. This is what you need to do at the, at the venue. For instance, uh, Trafford, uh, Old Trafford uh, Cricket Ground recently had a Harry Styles concert. And they just put out on social media, do not queue early. You will not be allowed in. Um, this is the appropriate method for it. We don't have a lot of space along the roads to queue. So social media campaign to inform them of what appropriate behavior is can be coupled with it. But something like that doesn't happen spontaneously. It needs to be built into your safety plan. You asked again, uh, who trains that? Well, that's what I specialize in is, is looking at venues and looking at the evolution of crowd behavior and how do we adapt our safety protocols and procedures. Okay, well, let me ask you this then, Keith. What happened at that Harry Styles concert when they said, if you're queuing early, you're not getting in? It had a significant impact on the amount of people that were queuing early. So uh, people were told that there would be no space. Uh, there were still uh, people that would turn up that ignored it, couldn't hear the message. But you factor that into your thinking and planning. Um, we had another incident in uh, Manchester uh, Pride a couple of years back when uh, if they hadn't turned up by a certain time, they weren't getting into the concert. My daughter was actually at that, that one. It was an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester Pride. And it was chaotic because they hadn't informed the crowd uh, in advance. They hadn't told them what the rules are. So when people turned up without any uh, understanding of the rules for the system, uh, then the security started to break down and there were, there were issues. But uh, with the appropriate security messaging, with the stewards out there informing the crowds, with a social media campaign, a lot of this can be uh, anticipated and planned into your information system. And that's one of the things that we always teach uh, at the safety courses is that unless you tell the crowd what to do, they become an unpredictable element in your safety plan. Right. They, the crowd mentality kicks in. Keith, I want to thank yeah. you for your time. I really appreciate you uh, being so flexible and, and being back on the show. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. Anytime. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers, Kelly. Cheers.